Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back to Cresta in the Afternoon. I'm Marcus Peter, filling in for Al Cresta. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the host of Unveiling the Covenants here on Ave Maria Radio. Continue to pray for the work we do here at Ave Maria Radio. Now, as I mentioned earlier, in the U.S., very few Catholic educators have to take oaths of fidelity to the magisterium. Uh, in reality, professors of seminary have to, and, and most, if not all, seminaries in good standing within the United States uh, mandates that these oaths of fidelity be taken. But universities, on the other hand, don't necessarily have to be held to that same regard, let alone Catholic schools. And therein lies the problem. Justin McLean, he's a dear friend of mine. We've been friends for some years now, at least five years now. We share a lot of interests, and, and we're both Catholic educators in our own way, and we're both evangelists as well. And, and Justin and I share this heart for bringing Catholic educators to the heart of the church. And by swearing this oath of fidelity to the magisterium, one of Justin's hopes is that we can draw a greater fervor to teaching theology and teaching sacred scripture from the heart of the church. Justin, my friend, how are you doing? Well, how are you, Marcus? Thank you for having me on. Oh, I'm very happy to have you on, sir. For those of you who don't know, Justin is also a prolific author, and he's the author of Hallelujah <coughs> to Amen, the prayer book for Catholic parishes, and uh, he's involved in a whole host of Catholic education-related activities and work. So, Justin, uh, you were telling me about this effort to uh, uh, <coughs> a ministry you'd like to start up, an apostolate you'd like to start up, that will bring about a collective gathering of Catholic educators, taking oaths of fidelity to the magisterium. So what prompted that thought, and what's the the strategy and framework here? Absolutely, Marcus. So I'm a veteran Catholic educator, uh, having taught for 16 years between uh, two different Catholic schools, uh, 15 years in a Catholic high school and one in a Catholic K-8 school. And speaking to Catholic educators nationwide, I noticed a great need to really invigorate and remind Catholic school teachers that our main duty is to bring our students to the gospel. Uh, In an era of so many errant ideologies and so many different wayward messages that students receive, proclaiming the truth of Jesus is something that is the utmost uh, priority of every Catholic educator. I'm I'm reminded when when you brought this up to me, I I not only was intrigued by it. I this is something that's very close to my own heart. For all of the institutions that I've ever taught at, one of the things that I have asked administration for is for for the ability to be able to have us as a faculty take the oath of fidelity to the magisterium. Now, for one reason or another, or another, and this is not an attempt to knock any administration, uh, th- this is something that not only is not seen as a priority, it's just something that's not even on the radar, and there's no desire to bring about the swearing of this oath. And uh, I-, I wonder what your take is on wh- why that is the case. I think that in many cases, it's a matter of perceiving or thinking that simply because a teacher is coming from what may be deemed a quote-unquote good teacher program, uh, that he or she is going to be a quote-unquote good teacher. However, uh, what if that program, especially if it's from a public university, is one that is rife with wokeism? Uh, What if that program is one that may have taught excellent technological prowess, but is teaching messages that are counter to the gospel. Mm -hmm. 
So it's very curious that when you look at what is expected of teachers, uh, perhaps being uh, Google Suite certified uh, or being uh, certified in, uh, in this subject area, that subject area, those things may have merit. They may have worth. However, when you look at a medical doctor who's expected to sign or proclaim the Hippocratic Oath, there's an expectation to do no harm. Mm-hmm. So Catholic educators ought to have that same expectation to do no harm, so to speak, when it comes to the moral and sacramental uh, upbringing of our students. It's something that is not really uh, an option. It's something that should be expected of all of us. You know, you'd hit the nail right on the head, Justin. And and this brings to mind the larger question of the kind of education we're receiving from non-Catholic or pseudo-Catholic institutions. These degrees might well be reputable. They might come from large, well-funded programs and departments and institutions, but at the risk sometimes of the denigration of morals and, frankly, doctrine. So these graduates come out fully capable in many things, but upholding the full dignity of the faith, especially if that's not something they fought to do during the entire program. Because certainly public public university programs are not going to stand in tandem with the moral teachings, the liturgical teachings, sacramental teachings, and the basic doc- doctrinal teachings of the Catholic Church. Absolutely. So when you have a teacher coming into a school, let's say you have a brand new teacher or a teacher transferring schools, the administration may not know what that teacher is going to do as far as what messages are going to be transmitted to the students, no matter what the teacher teaches, no matter what the subject area. And with what I'm hoping for with my initiative here, the hope is that if an administrator knows that a teacher is willing to publicly profess and to sign and to proclaim fidelity to the teachings of the Catholic Church and can actually see that in writing and see that lived in the life of the teacher, then that administrator knows that that teacher is going to be someone who's interested in bringing his or her students to heaven. Right. There's also this reality of what oath swearing does. In swearing an oath before Almighty God, in before the assemblies, uh, so great a cloud of witnesses, what happens is one binds oneself to a smaller covenant, and with that covenant is this oath-sworn exchange of lives, a kind of kinship, if you will, of saying that I am giving my life to this mission, and I know I cannot do this of my own accord, so I trust that as I undertake this oath, God is going to take that which is humanly impossible, that is my fully teaching and faithfulness to the magisterium, and he's going to make that not only uh, humanly possible, he's going to make it livable, enjoyable, and and doable, and, and applicable to the classroom. So uh, there's that reality going for us. But what you, what you mentioned also brings up the converse reality, which is that there are a lot of Catholic school administrators out there for whom having a, a, a teacher who is Catholic, regardless of how good they are, is one thing. The, the desire for complete and, and utmost fidelity to the magisterium probably might not even be on their radar. And I'm talking exactly about the quote-unquote Catholic institutions that are no longer Catholic, or if they are Catholic, they're hitting the lowest possible bar. And so these administrators wouldn't even want their teachers or want to consider their teachers taking, uh, swearing an oath of fidelity to the magisterium. 
Right, and that's perhaps what's most disturbing. Uh, <laughs> if you if you need to have a a cardiac procedure, let's say, and you're there in the hospital, and right outside of the cardiology wing, you see somebody selling buckets of fried chicken. All right, <laughs> the fried chicken may look good, but mm, it doesn't really pass the smell test, so to speak. So as many Catholic institutions, frankly, I'll say it, turn their back on the gospel, and uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to my friend Kevin Wells, and, and they genuflect to the world, then there's no surprise that that trickles down to uh, not having an interest in teachers who are faithful to the Church's teachings. It always stuns me when you see a, a prominent Catholic educational administrator or other figure who's doing something such as writing preferred pronouns right, right, uh, right. in an email subject line or, or an email signature. On their LinkedIn and, profile. Uh, pardon me? Uh, or on their LinkedIn profile. Or, or LinkedIn, exactly. Exactly, Marcus. So when you see these things, that pretty much sets the tone for we are going against the teachings of the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. uh, in this instance, in this example, uh, promoting gender ideology, if you will. So when you look at how the Gospel professes that which is true, good, and beautiful, uh, the, the message of Jesus Christ, that's going to disrupt the world's teachings. That's Amen. going to disrupt what the world says is okay and acceptable. And it really puts us at odds with the world. Right. But guess who else was at odds with the world? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. He was crucified for it. So my goal with this initiative that I'm beginning is to really draw in Catholic educators, whether brand new or veteran, in order to say, you know what, we are going to live according to the gospel, even if I'm teaching in a school that is errant or wayward, still my students are going to get the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're not going to get uh, the world's harmful ideas and messages. Mm -hmm. and, and and therefore, by virtue of that, what you're attempting to do here, Justin, is not just start up an apostolate. You're really driving a countercultural revolution in a world that's pushing every institution, including Catholic institutions, to become empiricist, to become STEM-oriented, and in the process, to slowly but surely water down and remove anything that's remotely doctrinally faithful and Catholic. If there's one thing that the evil one never is, it's satisfied. <laughs> so a, a school that a Catholic school that is turned away from the gospel is not going to simply turn back unless there's a willingness on the part of its employees to live according to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hard as they may be. Amen. Uh, challenging as they may be. And that's what it ultimately takes in order to turn an institution around. Yep. Uh, it has to be through both the administration and the classroom teachers, because students, the youth, really deserve, they have a right to receive the teachings of Jesus Christ. They have a right to receive accurate knowledge 
about what Jesus professes and the church therefore professes. Amen. Amen. Now, we're just down to under one minute, Justin. A lot of people are listening to this, realizing. I, I just want to round this up very quickly for all of you listening. Justin is appealing to Canon 833. These are paragraphs 1 to 8 in Canon 833 that calls for the swearing of an oath of fidelity to the magisterium for anyone who undertakes a role that is in service to the church. Now, there are particular people who are called to mandatory undertaking of an oath, swearing of an oath, but for educators, especially at the high school level and for universities that are not canonical, these are optional swearings of oath. So with with that regard, Justin, how can people reach you? Because this is a very important apostolate. So within the next two weeks, I'll be sharing more information with you, Marcus, and with other uh, prominent Catholic educators around the nation to get this rolled out. So okay. stay tuned for more information because this is something that is really going to revolutionize and vitalize Catholic education. I completely agree. I do want to give a brief shout out uh, to the Cardinal Newman Society uh, for whom I work. Thank you. Okay, we've been talking to just been talking to Justin McLean and Marcus Peter filling in for Al Cresta on Cresta in the afternoon. <laughs> 